plan and action. to the coach v show here on island city where the beach meets the streets you are about i mean put on your seat belts take out your notebook because you're about to hear one of the most riveting stories of a polynesian family wow just absolutely amazing the katinas and particularly on this feature i look forward to having all the brothers on and just maybe being in studio in Hollywood here as the studio is now opened up where we can just have a jam session with all five brothers and maybe, maybe possibly even uh, their, their father, the late Reverend, he used to be a Reverend. Um, but this story is riveting about, you know, two Samoan kids in T-Town in Tacoma, Washington, waiting backstage to connect and just say hello to BBCC Winans and then the story that occurs, multi-million dollar contracts, and then also a coming to Jesus moment where, hey, really, this isn't, this isn't for us, right? And with meeting Clive Davis, the guys from Boys to Men, this is really a riveting, inspiring story about nurturing your talent, nurturing your kids' talents, and believing in full faith what it is that you're really purposed to do here on the Coach V Show, where iron sharpens iron. Together we rise. And now a word from our sponsor. Coach V Show, your Hollywood radio show for personal development with expert insights and interviews to help you, me, and we work to be our best and live our best life. Offering for your consideration through some of my insights, but definitely through the featured guests, these success frameworks, behavioral models, and life lessons that if you should find value in them, that you subscribe and deploy all over your life, leadership, and business. Here on Island City, where the beach meets the streets, broadcast from Dash Radio Studios, Hollywood, California. Welcome to the show. Today, I am juiced to have one of the legends in the gospel realm, and I have seen here in Elk Grove, California, in fact, at Harvest, uh, a couple years back when he and his brothers were here in town, we are featuring Brother James Katina, 
who is a partner and member and partner of the internationally known band and Dove award-winning group, The Katinas. His career and accomplishments uh, span over so many different things, which I want to be able to share on the show here. But he is a songwriter of three number one hit radio singles. He's a professional musician, bass guitar player for the Katinas, played bass guitar for hundreds of recording sessions and live sessions all over the world. Partner and co-founder of Love Squared, Love God, Love People Leadership and Mentoring Program that you can find on Love Square, squaredmissions.org. He's a licensed minister through ICCM World Ministries, a real estate investor and partner of CS3 Investments and a member of the Platinum Real Estate Mastermind Club of 10X Accelerator Marketing Program. Welcome to the Coach V Show, your boy, James Katina. James, welcome to the show, brother. Man, Coach V, what an honor to be with you. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I've uh, just heard a lot about your work and uh, the way that you are inspiring and impacting people's lives. And uh, there's no doubt, some way, somehow, we are related, right? And uh, yes, sir. It's, it's definitely uh, just a, a, a pleasure and an honor to be with you. Thanks again for having me, Coach. Oh, man, anytime. And this is the first of many. Huge, huge fan of what you do. Wow. Even bigger fan of who you are, mm. right? So let's uh, introduce uh, the audience to you. I did a brief bio, but talk uh -huh. us through your genesis point. Where did this all start? Where are you from? So uh -huh. that the audience that are here because of you get to familiarize yourself even more but then the people that don't know you within my network that tap into the show, tell them who James Katina is, please. For sure, coach. And I'll give you the, the brief version. Um, but I'm I'm actually one of 12 children. Mm. Uh, yeah, eight boys and four girls. Uh, I'm from the Samoan Islands in the South Pacific. So, of course, we have that in common. Mm -hmm. um, but my brothers and I, as you mentioned, I'm a part of a band called the Katinas. Mm -hmm. Obviously, that's uh, myself and my four brothers, Sam, Joe, John, and Jesse. Uh, Coach, we weren't uh, creative enough to come up with a, a band name. So we said, hey, we could at least remember our last name. So we'll just go with that, right? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, 30, 30 plus years later, wow. uh, we've been blessed and God's been good that we've been able to uh, not only do what we love to do. Music is our plat plat uh, platform. It's our passion. But uh, we also uh, have been able to um, provide and make a living uh, through our, our music. So it's been amazing to go all around the world, um, sharing the message of hope and love. That's really what it's all about through mm. our music. And uh, so we're really excited. While we've uh, been at this for uh, well over three decades, man, in, in some ways, Coach, I feel like we have our second wind, you know, mm. uh, coming into 2023. Uh, we actually ended uh, the previous year, 2022, with a really, really hectic, uh, but very successful Christmas tour. Uh, I think we we ended up doing 26 shows in 28 days, which was a lot for us. Mm -hmm. and, um, so we uh, just spent uh, most of uh, the first month of the year just uh, recuperating, recalibrating, resetting, and uh, we're excited just about 
the doors that are being opened up and and again just really seeing where 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 God wants to take us and just being open um so we 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 started in the islands uh as they call them the, that little rock that mm. uh, a lot of the uh the Polynesian kids the Samoan kids we all dream to make it to the mainland as mm. we call it, the US um and so we were fortunate and blessed to uh not only um, have opportunities to to leave the island, which we we love. We we go there uh, every so often, but uh, it was actually out of tragedy. Uh, mm. Our beloved uh, mother, uh, C.I. Uh, Katina, uh, was diagnosed with cancer. This was in the eighties, and um, in nineteen, uh, let's see, it was uh, nineteen eighty eight. When um, so, it's been now. Uh, well over 30 plus years yeah. that uh, God uh, called our mom home. And uh, again, we were already here in the States and that was our opportunity. While it was um, devastating back then, this would have been when I was 16 years old to see the love of our lives uh, no longer here in the flesh, but it was always her dream. It was always her desire to, to see her sons, to see her boys, use their gifts and use their talents. Now, we didn't know how that was going to happen. We didn't necessarily know how the dots would be connected. But uh, again, you know, God uh, does that for us. And as long as we're willing to walk through the doors that he opens up, that's pretty much the story of the Katinas and how we've uh, been doing this now for well over 30 years. And like I said, I feel like in a lot of ways, we don't know what the future has to hold. But again, we just put our trust in God. We we believe that there is still uh, more music to be written, mm. uh, still uh, more places uh, to to uh, go to, and uh, more opportunities really to just share that message of hope and love. Yeah, amen and amen to that. I didn't know I didn't know uh, about your mom and all that. So so thank you for sharing that. And how out of that tragedy uh, sparked everything else what that, that was to come. Condolences on that. Love to you and the family for that. Talk about um, where you grew up. High school, so people can connect to what region did you grow up. Yeah. I mean, 12 brothers and sisters. Talk about wow. a dozen. Wow. Uh, talk about those experiences and where you grew up. Yeah, so again, uh, most of our childhood was uh, in American Samoa. Mm -hmm. So, you know, whether it was uh, grade school, elementary, uh, you know, we went to Manulele Elementary, which is in Nuuli. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, I believe it was uh, my last year. So, uh, no, the, the last two years of elementary, seventh and eighth grade, uh, my twin and I, I'm, I'm actually a twin and uh, my younger brother, Jesse. So my twin is John. And then Jesse, the three of us, um, we we also went to Lupelele Elementary mm -hmm. in uh, Iliili. And uh, and then for um, the beginning of our high school uh, years, we were in uh, at Tafuna High School. Yeah. Yeah. So the go, go Warriors. Uh, but back in the day, I don't know if you, you knew this, uh, Coach V, um, Tafuna, uh, they 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 loved to exemplify uh, UH University. Yeah, yeah. So we were we were known as Tafuna Rainbow, right? Tafuna Rainbow, Rainbow Warriors. And then uh, I think a few years later they just made it Tafuna Warriors. So mm -hmm. uh, shout out to the Warriors. 
so that's a little bit of of our of our um, history in, in regards to uh, education and schooling. And then, as I mentioned, uh, when our mom was uh, battling cancer, uh, her and our, our our dad Moses Katina, who uh, is still um, he was a pastor uh, back in those days. He just retired a few years ago, but uh, um, they sought medical treatment uh, when mom was diagnosed. And because of his background in the military, they had access to uh, military uh, hospitals. Mm -hmm. One that they actually selected was in Tacoma, Washington. Okay. Because we we have a family there. Our mom had an older sister there, Auntie Tolongo and Uncle Kayla Pritchard. And so that was where they uh, decided to get treatment. And it was um, uh, December, like Christmas, uh, during Christmas season of 1987, when the five of us during a, a Christmas school break, we went to be with our mom and dad. And, and at the time, coach, we thought, okay, we're just going to spend our, our two week uh, school break here and then eventually head back to Samoa. But our dad made the decision. He said, you know what, let's just, uh, we still don't know uh, how things are going to go with mom. So you guys just finish your school year uh, here in Tacoma. So yeah. <laughs> enrolled in the uh, Jesse enrolled in the middle school there in Tacoma. I think it was Lee Middle School. And then John and I enrolled in uh, a Stadium High School in Tacoma, Washington. And then uh, once again, it was April 21st of 1988 uh, when mom uh, went on to heaven. And of course, the five of us were in Tacoma with our dad. And our dad made the decision, you know what? I've got to go back to Samoa to continue pastoring the church. Uh, what what do you guys want to do? You know, and it was it was very rare, uh, coach, that our dad would even ask for our opinion or what what we we would like to do. So we felt like this was our opportunity. And basically, uh, my older brother, the oldest of the five of us, Sam, he said, "Dad, if you would allow us, if you trust us." Sam would have been twenty one, and then the rest of us were were all uh, younger than him. Right. He just said, "If if you will allow." <clears throat> We're here in the states now. Let us pursue our dream to uh, do music. And mm. That's how it all started. That's amazing. Keep going. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, so, yeah. So, so now you stay, yeah. and then that. I mean, there's the Jackson Five. I know <laughs> Uyunga Lele's. So I grew up. Shout out Pomona. You know, oh, I grew oh. up with the Uyunga Lele boys out yes. in Pomona, and those guys were a part of the Assembly of God. Yeah. And boy, they could play instruments since we were young, doing gospel. And they oh, just, they, were, they could yeah. harmonize, they could do yeah. all that. So I, I grew up around those guys. Awesome. Talk about how this whole deal developed. Dad goes back yeah. and you guys start music. How did that start? Well, I'll just say uh, real quickly, uh, we were actually with our brother, Big Dave. Uh, yeah. young, he he uh, came out to uh, our show in uh, LA for the mm -hmm. Christmas tour. So shout out to the Uyang Lay families, of course. Yep. The, the the young cats, they're coming up and doing their thing yep. in football. Uh, but yeah, so once our dad said, hey, um, it's this is a this is a, a big decision for you, but it's also a big decision for me to go back to Samoa and leave you guys behind. But he did. He had a piece about it. And so that began the journey where uh, the five of us and by the way, we were we were on welfare. Okay, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. welfare in Tacoma. And uh, so all we knew to do was to just by word of mouth, just start 
letting um, churches uh, anywhere, really, uh, youth groups. Uh, we just kind of made our our rounds. And, you know, one, you know, little youth group rally led to another. And we would just, you know, uh, start building relationships in Tacoma and in the Seattle area, mm. not getting paid a dime. But again, we were just hungry to, you know, uh, let people know who we were and and just build relationships. And as you know, this coach V, this is why it's important to really understand the importance of building relationships, even mm -hmm. before you go after the bag. I think sometimes what's most underrated, even in today's world, is the idea of building relationships. And for us, even as just young kids under the mm -hmm. age of 21, uh, that's what we were taught, you know, and, 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 I, I can't thank God enough for uh, our parents, but even for our culture, you know, the Polynesian mm. Samoan culture, that's really mm. big. You know, family is big, but just relationships. Everyone is related, right? That's mm. why I'm wearing the cousin hat. Um, we Because our supporters, that's that's who we, uh, we we say, man, you're not just a fan. We see you as as family, you know, you're, mm. you're cousins. So when uh, we started little by little, uh, we would sing at a youth group or any anyone who would have us. And um, and uh, so what happened was there was a gentleman who led a huge, and, and you mentioned the Assemblies of God. Mm -hmm. So in the state of Washington, uh, there was a gentleman who happened to be sitting in one of these little youth rallies that we were performing at. He got our information, and before you knew it, he invited us to come to a big youth convention where there was like 5,000 young people with youth leaders and youth pastors. And we were just thrilled. Like we didn't know what the details were, how many songs we were gonna sing. We just, you know, made sure that we honored the commitment. And uh, I remember we were there for three days. It was a, a weekend event and, you know, thousands of young people and uh, we we performed. Uh, we must have performed maybe 20 minutes, so four or five songs. And I remember uh, us receiving a check from this organization. It was like $900. Right. And so we may as well have just won the lottery. Right, 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 right. Because awesome. remember, I, 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 I mentioned earlier, at this time, we were on welfare. But when we received that check, we had not gotten paid a dime at this point for our music, but we weren't, we weren't expecting that, that just literally planted the seed. And, uh, and it was shortly after that, I don't think it was even a month when our older, oldest brother, Sam, 21 years old, he made the decision. And he, of course he called our dad to make sure he was okay with it, but he decided, you know what, brothers, we're going to get off of welfare. This is possible. The fact that we got $900 means that there's there's an opportunity mm -hmm. where we could uh, really start honing in on our craft and, and being passionate about our music and start figuring out how we can monetize what we do. We literally got off of welfare and uh, and then it was just really a step of faith from there on. You know, we started uh, just continuing to play in these little uh, services and rallies. You know, we would get paid sometimes and other times we wouldn't, you know, some people would, you know, uh, do a love offering 
And you, you know how those love offerings go, <laughs> Coach Vili. There's a, a lot of love and no offering, right? <laughs> we, we, we definitely experienced that. But we just knew that we were slowly but surely uh, starting to, to walk, um, number one, in our purpose, but starting to see this dream unfold. This was a childhood dream for the five of us, dating back to our, our time in Samoa. And out of this journey, this uh, was now going into a year and a half, two years of just doing the, the, the Washington State Circuit. Out of that, we met a gentleman who we actually followed. He was an artist, but now we uh, had found out he was uh, producing music. And uh, without going into all the details, this gentleman, Roby Duke, uh, and God rest mm -hmm. his soul, he has since, since passed on. But Roby Duke um, approached us and said, hey, man, I love what you guys are doing. Uh, we had we had opened up for one of his shows and he said, why don't you guys uh, come to my studio? Let's let's see if we can work together, maybe collaborate. And out of that relationship, we were able to uh, sign our first uh, record deal with a, a small label out in Southern California uh, called Arcade Records. And that literally began the journey, uh, Coach Vili. So I don't want to take up all the time, but but just saying that for anyone who's listening in, I, I think it, even in 2023, it still starts and begins with a dream, right? Mm. That's why we encourage um, moms and dads to uh, don't look lightly at the dreams of your kids. I mean, the best thing that could have happened to the Katina kids was the fact that we had parents. They weren't per perfect by any means, but we had a mom and a dad who just supported our dreams. You know, they 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 cheered us on. I mean, we were making a bunch of noise in our, our patio in Baitongi when we were we would rehearse and we didn't even have a place to sing, right? Mm -hmm. But we were we were doing it as if we were about to perform, you know, in Carnegie Hall. Mm -hmm. Yet we had parents. We had parents who just continued to encourage us and um they they helped to foster this dream. And there's no doubt in my mind that that was a, a a big catalyst to us really just even starting to muster up the confidence as young boys. We didn't know what we were doing when we were in Tacoma, but mm -hmm. we just had this drive and we knew that we had, you know, when mom uh, passed away, we had a dad who was praying for us. And uh, so that's how it started. Fast forward to how we got here to, to Nashville. We've been in Nashville now for uh, almost 30 years. We moved out here in 1993 from Tacoma, Washington, because one of our biggest inspirations, it happened to be a family group called the Winans. Oh, yeah. Winans, right. So they would they would come um, on their tours. They would they would uh, stop in Seattle and Tacoma over that period of time. So this would have been uh, between 1989 and 1991-92 when uh you know we would try to go to as many of the wine in shows or bb and cc's uh shows uh whenever they were in the area and from that uh somehow we were at uh, bb and cc's uh shows uh they were playing in seattle and our our older brother you gotta you, you gotta know this guy to appreciate it he he was relentless he's like guys we're, we're gonna figure out a way to to get backstage and 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 try to meet you know, BB and CC, and uh, sure enough, uh, the 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 venue was emptied out. You know, the the show was done, 
And we probably were waiting there for at least over an hour. At least it seemed that way. And uh, sure enough, uh, we we saw uh, outside of the building, just on one of the uh, the side areas, we we saw this entourage come out. And uh, right in the middle, it was BB, right? So we walked up to him and we just introduced ourselves. And I don't even know what we said, to be honest. This is 30 plus years ago, Coach Vili. But I remember him telling his manager and whoever else was in this entourage, he said, you guys go go on. Uh, I'll see if my, my new friends here can uh, drop me off at the airport. Because this was just a one-off. They were singing and then they had to catch a red eye. Right. So we have our 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 van. You know, some every someone has a van, right? So we pull up and we were like, "Baby, yeah, uh, well, we we would be we would love to take you to the airport." So we're leaving uh, Tacoma. It's probably a thirty minute drive, um, something like that, to the, the Seattle airport to SeaTac, and we're just having conversation again. We're you know, Sam is in his early twenties, and the rest of us are teenagers. And this guy is asking us to sing. And while we're in the van, we're just singing, you know, acapella songs, you know, three, four part harmony. And uh, what I remember is that when we get to the airport, he's running behind. He's running late. You know, like uh, his manager is, is saying, hey, we, we, you got to get on on this flight. They're, they're going to close the doors. And uh, in the last minute, he told his manager, hey, you go, you go, you guys go on ahead. I'll, I'll fly home. B.B. Winans. B.B. Winans. And I, 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 I don't know the last time story. I... Yeah, it's crazy. So so they the, the entourage gets on the plane and B.B. Winans uh, stays back and he's like, hey, guys, do you, l- let me just stay with you guys. I'm, I'm really intrigued. You know, I've never heard about Samoa and, and I'm hearing your sound. There's no way that you guys aren't black, right? You guys have... Right, 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 right. And uh, so all that to say, these five Samoan kids have BB Winans in their van and we're driving him back to our one bedroom apartment in Tacoma. And so we're thinking, oh man, how crazy is this, right? He's gonna stay with us and then we'll we'll take him back um, you know, uh, to the airport the next day. He stayed with us for 10 days. He stayed with us. This is how you guys started. This was, yes, this is what I'm saying. This is that's amazing, right? Where again, I mean, you just don't know what you don't know, right? Coach Really. Again, I think that even looking back at a lot of the 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 different parts and the stories of our journey, while we didn't necessarily plan for it, I think a lot of this happens when you manifest when you are again surrounded by a mom and a dad who were absolute the best examples for us um uh, best examples of of what it means to be a a prayer person you know we call them prayer warriors right people who intercede and really believe that god is able to do anything if if you if you just really put your trust and your faith and 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 that's the only way that I can explain a lot of these different parts of the journey for the Katinas is that we we didn't necessarily plan it out, um, but we believed. We just mm-hmm. believed that you know coming from a little tiny island in the South Pacific, uh, that somehow God was was going to position us 
to be able to do music and do it at a high level for all of these years. And uh, so again, bro, that's that's just how that part of the story uh, went. And all that to say, even after we um, we we took a BB to the airport, this was almost two weeks, right? It's about ten days. We uh, we we formed just this friendship, this partnership to where he he became uh, our manager. He he managed us, and he was the one who uh, really recommended strongly that we would make the move to uh, Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, mm -hmm. But even before we made that move, uh, we moved to Nashville in May of 1993. So it'll, it'll mm. be uh, 30 years. But but in February and March, we at this point, we were, um, you know, we, we were working closely with BB. Uh, he would fly us to different events. He would uh, start introducing us to his circle of uh, influence in the music industry. There was one particular week that again, this is, and you got to know BB, this is just the way he works. He'll call us and say, Hey, uh, what are you guys doing uh, tomorrow? And we're like, Oh, we got this or we got that. All right. Uh, figure out how to cancel that. I'm sending you guys plane tickets. You meet me in uh, New York uh, tomorrow. Right. right. And she happened. <laughs> this was on one occasion. We're like, okay, man, we got to figure it out. So we fly from Seattle to um, New York. And again, we know very little about what what's the plan, what are we doing here? You know, we're just trusting BB that he's got an agenda and and uh and so uh for five days, five days we were in New York and and Coach V, we we literally met with every major label under the sun, right? Back wow. then, Motown, uh, Polygram, RCA, MCA. Virgin Records, and the last one we met, and uh, you 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 could start to picture this because this was when uh, Whitney Houston uh, got mm -hmm. so Whitney Houston was this was before uh, the Bodyguard came out. Mm -hmm. the Bodyguard, yeah, and of course Whitney Whitney Houston was signed to Arista Records. Mm -hmm. Arista Records, who was uh, being run by the great Clive Davis. Yeah. Anyone in the industry will know that name. So that was the last meeting of all of these, probably a dozen uh, labels that we met with over this four or five day period. We met with, uh, we, uh, as a matter of fact, I'll kind of give you the visual. We're, and, and we're not, we don't catch a cab. We don't have a rental car. We're walking, you know, just think of Manhattan. <laughs> we're, we're, we're speed walking to all of these meetings. I'm like, man, this was actually our first time in New York. York. Right, yeah. right, right. And this was our introduction, right? Uh, and we were like, man, what are we doing here? But uh, we, we were just like, hey, let's just keep up. Let's keep up with BB. He's obviously set set these things up. So uh, towards the end of, uh, it was close to the, the, the last day that we were there. Uh, it was it was evening, um, uh, you know, it was getting dark and we were getting tired. We were tired, but I remember hitting an elevator and it takes us up to the 30th floor of this building. And when the, the, the elevator opens up, um, it opens up to this penthouse suite and just in the middle behind this glass desk, there was sitting Clive Davis. Okay. In a, in a black, black suit, red tie, 
like a scene straight out of a mob movie. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? So here we are. We're walking, and we're we're just following. BB's always in the front, and then the five of us. And BB introduces us to Clive, and you know we we uh, you know ex exchange greetings and uh, just amazed like this is Clive Davis. Clive Davis pulls out a cassette. And and a lot of people who are viewing this, you're like, what's a cassette? Right? What's a cassette? Right, right, so right. Pulls out a cassette and he says, hey, BB, you and the fellas come around here. Pops in the cassette in a, a little a tape player. And it's a demo. It's a demo from uh, Dave Foster, who actually produced that whole bodyguard soundtrack. Mm -hmm. And he's like, this is going to be Whitney Houston's next album what we're listening to were all of the demos and the roughs rough yeah. mixes so before you knew it we're like wow this this sounds like it's going to be huge and of course in four or five months that record just blows up and takes whitney houston to the stratosphere yeah right? so just to be a part of listening to this stuff even before the rest of the world did uh that was like uh one of those those defining moments and um when we meet uh clive you know we're singing these acapella songs like wow this this family blend is crazy man so he sets up a showcase they call it a showcase for he and his executives um and so he's like let's uh, bb bring the guys to uh sir sir uh studios that's where a lot of people rehearse and SIR is everywhere in all the main markets. So, so uh, BB's like, okay, sounds good, uh, Clive. I'm gonna bring the guys over. So then, uh, so for two days, we have to now figure out what we're gonna sing for the showcase, and uh, we got to rehearse with the band. So we're like, BB, how how do we do this? Like normally for us, we we need like a few weeks to prepare. Right. He's like, no, nah, you you don't need a few weeks. We're gonna we're gonna show up and we're gonna we're gonna perform for him. So, so say that was like on a, on a, on a Wednesday when we met with Clive. And so this showcase was going to be on a Friday. So we, we, uh, I remember leaving Clive's office and you stop me whenever you need to coach Vili. So no, you, keep going. So we, uh, we leave Clive's office on that Wednesday evening and we get a bite to eat. And then we, we jump on, uh, we go to the train station and jump on a train and we're, and and again, BB doesn't tell us what's going on. We just we just have to kind of roll with him. It was a couple hour train ride from New York to Philly to Philadelphia, and by this time we're you know we're approaching like midnight, and we jump in these SUVs that you know BB must have called some friends or someone, and we we drive off and uh, we drive to this industrial area. Um, <clears throat> you know, it's, you know, it's closing hours and we're like, man, where, where, where are we at? But we can, we start hearing like some, some big bass and 808 sound music, right? We're like, man, are, are we, this must be a, like a studio. We, we get out of the, the car and we go into this building and sure enough, it, it's a studio. And when we walk into one of the, the studio rooms, uh, it was the members of Boys to Men, Right. And of course, you and I, we 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 love Boys to Men back in the day. This is when they were on the rise. Yeah. They were working on one of their albums. And BB was like, 
you know, he, BB loved to surprise us, right? So that, that's, <laughs> that's what it was. He loved to surprise us. And so we were like, man, you know, it was, it was Sean, it was Juan Ye, and uh, uh, who else was it? It was uh, Nate. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the base guy wasn't there, but those three guys, they were the main guys. So, you know, we're just meeting them and we're kind of in awe. And, and BB says, hey, sing them uh, hard, hard to say goodbye. Right. Which was a boys to men song. Boys to men song. Yeah, right? Two boys to men yeah. in Philly. Exactly. <laughs> two, two, two boys to men. And uh, and we 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 had learned that song a cappella anyway. Right. With five part harmony. So we start singing hard to say goodbye. And I remember I can't remember. It might have been Sean. There's a grand piano and Sean starts ducking and he crawls under a piano. It's like, there's no way I don't want to sing that song after these guys. You know, so we, we create this uh, friendship with these guys. Again, this is now, I, I haven't shared this story for years, bro. So thanks to you, I'm I'm reliving. This is amazing. This yes. And I've met those three. They're phenomenal. Oh, uh, so they're, Nate, yeah. Nate, I didn't really connect with, I connect with people like, but you know, Nate is the one guy that's just a little different from those yeah. three. Am I right? He's more the quiet side. Yeah, yeah, he's more the quiet side. But like Wanye, Wanye's yeah. all good. Sean, Sean Stockman, yeah. all good, right? That's what a scene. And what else? Yeah, bro. So, so those, those moments in the story, I, I will tell you, uh, again, in looking back in hindsight, I think what what happened for these young island boys, right? Because we're we're still in a sense fresh off the islands, and we're like, okay, th th this is possible, right? We're mm. we still don't know a lot of the process in um, in in what we would do as artists in this industry, but again, we were we were just uh, really we put our trust in in bb and and god did god used bb uh really wow. in, in a, a very pivotal way to give us the education but it was also um a breeding in us confidence that mm. wow we're, we're singing in front of some of these guys that we've listened to their records even in samoa and and all of this was happening and and so that seed of confidence was starting to be planted in us and so then two days later, we start rehearsing with actually the Winans band, right? Um, we Because we're, we're preparing for the showcase. Baby puts this band together. And that's the other thing, right? Uh, success loves speed, man. You got, you got to keep up. Uh, uh, real, I love that. That's real talk. You know what I mean? It, it, yep. it is. It, it's, it's a real thing. And, uh, and, but we, we didn't want to, we, we didn't want to let out that, wow, we're, 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 we're gonna, we're, we're gonna mess this thing up. We were just like, Hey, remember, you know, as they say, be careful what you dream, what you, dream, wish for, what you yeah. dream about, because now that a moment like this is here, you have to show up, you know, and we just figured out how to do it. We're like, okay, be, so we, I, I, I can't remember even the list of songs. All of these songs were songs that we, we, we had written and they were all gospel songs. So we got all of the arrangements and that next Friday, we're back in New York and uh, it was an afternoon. We go to SIR studios. And so we, we set up, do the sound check and now we're waiting for Clive. And we're thinking coach V that it's gonna be the whole, you know, record uh, label personnel, you know, at least 15, 20 people. It wasn't, you know, as a matter of fact, they were, they were a little late. 
we hear people walk into the studio and it was just two people. It was Clive Davis and his other uh, executive. Right, and right. Two folding chairs. They sit down and they're like, all right, BB, we're ready. And so we just start playing. We start singing, right? And and again, you talk about the nerves. Because mm. It's not like, you know, it's not like just any performance. There's not an audience there. And we're we're playing these songs and we're playing to two guys who perhaps could give us an opportunity of a lifetime. Mm-hmm. So there's all these nerves going on. The, the, the showcase ends and, um, and, and, you know, even while we're singing, you know, we just kind of hear, uh, see them like talking back and forth. We don't know what they're saying. So we're just like, okay, we don't know. We don't know if, if what we did was good or, you know, what their thoughts are. So after we're done, uh, with the showcase, they're like, all right, BB and, and, and boys, you know, get some folding chairs. Let's, let's, let's form a circle. So we form a circle and, um, you know, he, uh, Clive proceeds to just say, man, thank you guys for doing this. I could tell you guys were a little nervous. You know, I know we kind of just sprung this on you, but that's, that's the industry. That's how it works. And, uh, said a few other things. And then he said, but man, I want, I want you guys to know. And I just shared with, with Eddie, my executive, that, uh, we've been looking for a group like you guys. Mm. And, and of course, remember at this point, Coach V, Boys to Men was on the rise. And remember who their their counterpart was, Jodeci. Yeah, Jodeci was coming. So this R and B boy band trend was 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 kind of the order of the day. Mm-hmm. Arista, <laughs> Clive Davis was like, man, we f- see you guys as that lane for us. You know, you guys are five guys. You got that right color skin, but your brothers and your story is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So he basically said, we we want to sign you guys to a multi-million dollar contract. You know, uh, it was several, several album deal. And uh, it was, again, one of those defining moments. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, this is life changing. So I'll condense this part and just say uh, to you, um, coach, that that's what started the whole process of us making the move to Nashville. Mm. Uh, One bedroom apartment. uh, And at the time only Sam and then Joe, Joe was newly married. Mm. We were the only ones that were married. And then John and myself and Jesse, we were, we, I think John and I may have turned 20 uh, or yeah. Yeah. We, we, we would have turned, we would have been 20 years old, maybe turning 21. So here we are, five five kids, right? Still trying to figure out life in the United States. Yeah. Now, now given this opportunity, and of course, <laughs> you you appreciate this, Coach V. We we uh, the first person we called was our dad, mm. right? And I remember they allowed us to call him from an office phone. We didn't have no cell phones back then. Yeah, right. We call we we call him from a speaker phone, and we we tell him like, Dad. Uh, we we just signed a record deal, you know, and 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 oh. there, there's no there's no response on the other side. We're like, Dad, Dad, did did, did you hear it? Did you hear that? We 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 just signed a record deal. We're here in in New York. And then just like our dad would, he, he all he said to us, Coach V, he says, Hmm, have you guys been praying? 
<laughs> in Samoan. <laughs> He's like, well, first oh, of all, man, what a story. Yeah. And, uh, but, uh, you know, he was, he was, uh, he he was not uh and and just again you know he's a he's a former marine and a pentecostal preacher yeah so yeah yeah that's not a good combination when you're a kid right <laughs> <laughs> but so he's like okay uh, keep me posted um i want to make sure you guys are doing the right thing you know and uh so uh we we're on cloud 9 at this point oh and by the way this is like icing on the cake of this trip so Clive and his executives, they they told BB, they're like, hey, BB, are, are the boys, do they like sports? You know, like, do they like basketball? And and BB's like, oh, yeah, these guys are sports fanatics. They're they're Lakers, yeah. right? And uh, the Knicks were playing the Lakers. The Well, not the late. The Knicks were playing Houston. Patrick oh. against Hakeem Olajuwon. Oh, oh the and, dream. And not only that, not only that, this was the day of the game. We get tickets, but they had us sing the national anthem before the game. <laughs> and, and here's a crazy story, bro. We were we were on the elevator of all people with Pat Riley, because this is when Pat Riley was coaching the Knicks. The Knicks, yeah. So, and we tell him, hey man, we're big fans of yours because we're big Lakers fans. So again, all this stuff, we like five days prior, we didn't even know we were gonna be in New York, right? When BB calls us and says, "Hey, whatever your your plans are, cancel them. Uh, I've got tickets for you. Go to the airport. Meet me in New York tomorrow." And then all of this unfolds, wow. right? A million dollar record contract, singing the national anthem. So now I'll fast forward to when we're now under contract. They send us a signing bonus of one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. You know, which is and remember. Back then, even that was a lot of money for five, five boys, right? Yeah, Samoan boys, and so we make the move to Nashville because BB and Cece live, and they still live here in Nashville. Right. That's so that was the plan. So we get to Nashville, and um, you know we had some other like church gigs um, that were booked at the time because we were we we were starting to become this touring act in the church, in the churches. And uh, BB says, "Hey, let's uh, let's let's cancel all of those. We're going to focus on this uh, this partnership with Arista Records." So for the next few months, we all got nine to five jobs, you know, and uh, we had this cushion, this uh, this uh, bonus, uh, this signing bonus that they sent us, and uh, we just started writing. We just started writing music. We were trying to hone in on this whole R and B thing, but remember, we're we're church boys, right? We're, 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 we're Christians. We're like, you know, we, we, we can't, we, we gotta be selective on what lyrics we can sing. So without going into all the stories, as you can imagine, coach, that was a, that was a huge struggle for us. Mm. We're, we're like sending um, the label. We would send it from Nashville. We would send them demos to New York. And they're like, ah, oh, the, the, you're, you, you guys are getting close, but keep going, keep writing, keep shedding. And this went on. It seemed like for an eternity, but it was for about six months. And finally, they started sending us material. And they're like, guys, this is kind of what we're thinking, right? And I remember they sent us like, like a bunch of demos, a bunch of songs. But I remember one of the songs that they, they sent us, I, I can see the lyrics even today 
It was a song called Sleeping with an Angel. Mm. Okay. So I'll, I'll just let your mind uh, kind of. Yeah, kind of like out. in the 90s, right? Like, do me, baby. Yeah, um, totally. I'll make love to you. <laughs> this was, yeah. So they're like, we're going to we're going to hit these guys with this crazy, you know, love song, you know, but we're going to slant it for these Christian boys. Right. Because right there and then uh, we, we can kind of see the writing on the wall mm. where this this was going to be just this this struggle. Right. Because we knew, again, that we this was this has been our childhood dream. But we also knew. And it's just the way God works. That this was not going to work, because the only way that we could make it work is if we absolutely compromised what we believed mm. in our hearts. And so one of the hardest phone calls that we made, and we made this call even without B.B. Winans, because B.B. wanted us to, to keep going, but the five of us, and we were in our, our little apartment, uh, my apartment, mine and John and Jesse's apartment, we, uh, we were just like, you know how it is, Coach, when when you're praying about something and you already know the answer. Mm. You know what I mean? mm. And we already knew, we already knew that th this was um, as, as lucrative as a deal it was going to be. We just knew that we weren't going to be fulfilled and we were always going to have this internal struggle. And, and I'm saying this, even knowing that I firmly believe that there are believers and, and Christians that I believe are called to be in the secular world. So mm. Don't get me wrong. I, I truly talk. Yeah. But for us, I think a lot of it too is timing. For us at the time, there was no way we could just be thrown into the wolves because we would have gotten eaten up. Mm. And that was what was playing out in our mind. And then the second thing that was playing out in our mind was our dad's voice. We could hear mm. our dad say, man, don't cast your pearls before swine. Mm. remember re, re, remember what your foundation is and remember that every opportunity at the end of the day comes from god he is going to reward you in a way that you can't even fathom or imagine so we uh make this call it, we were on a on a speaker phone we call clive davis's office and it was maybe a 15 minute call but the gist of the call coach was we basically just said to 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 uh, mr davis we said mr davis thank you so much you know for your million dollar contract the signing bonus um but we 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 have to uh we we, we have to kindly decline um and here's why and even as we started telling him of course our voices were shaking sam who's the oldest he was trying to convey as best as he could what we were feeling and on the other line uh, mr davis just says hey guys got the i i heard what i needed to hear let me tell you right now i've never met a group like you guys young in your prime um and he he said just good religious boys and the fact that you're making this decision says a lot about who you guys are i've never met your parents but you guys are a group that if down the road, you guys want to work together, my door is open to you. That's and awesome. he says, by the way, we don't have to get attorneys involved. You're not going to be required to pay a dime back. Mm. That, that signing bonus. 
So the message in all of this, Coach, and because uh, I think this will probably be a good place to end, is that you know we all have different things that we're pursuing. You know, I, I right now I'm I'm uh, been investing in real estate with some partners of, of mine, and so we all have these opportunities coming our way. But at the end of the day, and I'm and maybe I'm speaking to a group of young people, or maybe it's just one individual. Just know that what God has planted, that seed that he's planted in your heart, number one, he's planted the seed of greatness in you. So whatever it is that you pursue, whatever it is that you're going after, he's calling us for greatness. However, don't compromise who you are. Don't compromise even at the point of getting the bag. Mm. So that what you've been called to do, whatever your purpose is, maybe it is to be an entertainer. Maybe maybe it is to to play on on the field in the big leagues. Maybe it is to be in 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 the uh, the world of 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 legal uh, as an attorney or in the medical field as a doctor. Whatever you're pursuing, a coach who is helping people to transform their lives, just know that you don't have to compromise who you are. Because at the end of the day. It, it's what your purpose is that that matters. And I just truly believe, Coach, that the returns, the uh, the influence, um, the, the the monetary uh, rewards that await you, you're not going to be able to hold those back. And uh, so, bro, I, I appreciate you for allowing me to. This is a part of, of our story that I don't know the last time I've shared. shared Man, that this was phenomenal. So yeah. you got to leave. So we got to end. So and which is all good, which is all good. But I, I do want to ask two questions, right? Yes. Um, Like, yes, you need to practice, prepare, have an objective, have a strategy and a design. Yeah. But when your opportunity comes calling, hmm. I mean, you've been preparing for something your whole life. Yes. Right. And there, and there's a saying in Pomona by my man, Sugar Free, where he says, you know, if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. I mean, <laughs> that you're singing that you're singing a boys to men song to boys to men. Yes. And they're like, man, I ain't even going to try to sing this song no more around <laughs> you guys. Right. I mean, that that's where this amazing grace comes for 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 wow. and within uh, believers is that even though we are unqualified right? Mm -hmm. Unmerited and undeserved favor. We yes. must put in the reps, but yes. when divine opportunity shows, your divine preparation will also show, do your best. Your, your thoughts on that 30 seconds, and I got one more question. 100%, bro. I was telling you, even in the, 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 in, in Samoa, right? In the tiny village of Vaitoni, bro, after school, there were no questions asked. We were in that patio, concrete floor, and just banging away. We sounded a mess, right? But right. mom in the kitchen cooking up a meal. It's like, oh, boys, you sound amazing. Keep going, right? That practice. And it's really um, what our dad instilled in us, right? To, to dream, number one, but also to hone in, you know, to get good. You don't you don't just get good by just dreaming it. You, you have to put yeah, in the reps, as you said it. And uh, I think... Um, <laughs> You know, it's it's important. Even after 30 years, just this week, we we spent two days, seven hours each day, just rehearsing. You know, getting ready, right? I love what you said. If if you're ready, you don't have to get ready. 
That's right. And that's that's so true to what we are called to do. Uh, don't don't shortcut, you know, put in the reps, put in the work. And at the end of the day, whatever that product is, whatever that service is, it's going to it's going to impact people in such a way where it's like, wow, this this was good. Wow. Wow. Amazing story. So we got to wrap this up because my man's going to go out there and do some more million dollar deals out there in Nashville, Tennessee. But I do I do want to also say this, you know, for for Brother James and I, it's just not for the sake of just success that you tap into a show like this or we do what we do. Right. But really for the sake that you be your best. Because in doing so, you realize the best of your abilities and that everything and anything that you pray, work, and do due diligence for, you yes. will do, become, and achieve. And this is how your boy, Coach V, and your boy, James Katina, lives all about faith and family, grateful for God's amazing grace. Thank you so much to everybody out there tuning in to this episode of the Coach V Show. Thank you to Brother James Katina and the Katina family for being a shining example of if it don't fit, cut it. If it's incongruent, don't do it. If it's missed the line, get back a line. And there are consequences to every choice and decisions that determine destiny. Make sure that the choices that you make, you're willing to live with. Thank you again to Brother James Katina. Shout out to the Katina family. All of the links of the projects that Brother James is working on, you can find in the description below, whether on YouTube, on Spotify, or on this Facebook Live. And if you're listening on the Dash Radio app via the Dash Radio station, Hollywood, California, thank you so much for tapping in. From your boy James, your boy Coach V, one love, mad respect, live it. Choo-hoo! Choo-hoo! <laughs>